Tyler sipped the last of his wine and stared out the window, mentally ordering the next couple hours according to the least frustrating tasks he could remove from his list quickly. Transportation organized? Limo for the first days. A growl of annoyance escaped before he caught himself. I know, I know, but play along for a bit, okay? Justin tugged the empty wine glass from his fingers and handed it to a male secretary walking in the aisle. We have to stick with the standard protocol until we get things lined up and all the security's been double-checked. Justin, I wrote the security handbook. I know what's in there. Right. Justin tapped his fingers on the armrest. We're booked in at the Moonshine Inn. Your suite is... Tyler lifted a hand to interrupt the man. I swear you're nervous or something because you're rambling. You've already gone through the details of our accommodation as well as the schedule for the first two days of Conclave. Verbally once. Plus, you left me three copies to read. Sorry. Pressure changed as the plane started its descent. Tyler examined his best friend, who happened to also be his personal advisor and bodyguard. As if he, a bear shifter, needed a guard. But traditions weren't easy to break. So long as Tyler didn't have to put up with sycophants, he had no problem spending time with his friend as they dealt with the issues of clan security. Still, there had to be something wrong. Justin was normally far more relaxed. You got word of trouble brewing? Justin blinked, then shook his head. A bad feeling is all. There's been nothing but problems for the first two weeks of Conclave, between kidnapping and extortion and plain old stupidity on the part of a few clans. I don't expect anything will get better for the final set of votes, merely because we've shifted locations from Dawson City to Whitehorse. Of course there's still trouble coming. Tyler thought back through the notes he'd read on the previous territory distribution talks. The events weren't held often, but the opportunity for an orderly exchange of resources and ideas was still the best way to stop the over-aggressive bear shifters from methodically taking out most of their population and 90% of the other shifters in the north. Bears on a rampage weren't a pretty sight. We'll deal with the troubles in a civilized manner. We aren't dogs to fight over a bone. Tyler spoke louder as the props on his private plane increased in volume. Speaking of which, did you find more information regarding the wolf pack and Whitehorse? Justin laughed. Yes, from the strangest source, actually. You'll never guess who. Tyler was tempted to make him lay a wager, but nabbing money from his best friend on a sure bet was far too unsportsmanlike. If he was going to gamble, he wanted the risk to mean something. I'd never in a million years guess you spoke to my brother, Frank. Justin's expression twisted in disgust. You're not a lot of fun at times. I know everything. They both laughed as the plane touched down with a gentle kiss of the wheels to the tarmac. Yeah, you have more resources than a gopher has holes. How did you figure out Frank was in town? He texted me. Frank? Justin's tone of voice was somewhere along the lines of hearing that Lady Gaga had flown a solo trip to the moon. Well, someone must have texted for him.
because I doubt he has a phone or a computer, but he's staying with the Takini pack. Shocking information in and of itself, but true. You don't need my report, then? Justin stood as the pilot smoothly taxied the plane toward the terminal. Oh, I need it. Frank was his usual loquacious self. At the Takini Pack House, see you for dinner. You're buying. This makes me even more curious what kind of pack White Horse has that they'd welcome outcast bears into their midst. Curious situation, to be sure. And it's two packs, not one. This got stranger by the minute.